This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Now listen team, I just want to say, the intros to the podcast recently have not been up to standard, so let's make this one count, OK? OK. Here we go. What should we do to make it better? I, I, leave it to oh, me. Are we talking okay. too much? Just shush, I'm going to do the intro now. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to the Ian Lee podcast. Thank you for downloading it. If you want to listen to the show live, I'll tell you when and how you can do that. But first of all, let's see what's coming up this week. A little bit of this. But then I have to get clips. A little bit of this. I'm not getting any clips. And quite a bit of this. I'm not getting clips. And what happened when Justin did this? I'm not getting a clip there either. And why on earth was... Stop it! (laughs) That's one of the worst openers. But we'll go, I'll just leave it in. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Do do I read these words? Yeah. Which ones? The ones that are on there. So, sometimes I think Joyce and Leegrave is the only one on the show that talks any sense. You sounded like you were reading it. I am. Do it like you're not. You know, guys, sometimes I, I think that... Joyce in um <laughs> You're so sincere. in Leegrave is the only one on the show that how can I put it, you know, talks any sense. I love it, perfect. Is that better? Yeah. Looks like some police stations are going to be closing in Hertfordshire. Would you miss them, Joyce? Hello. Hello, Joyce. Yes, we would. Why? Well, because visibility of police in any area, any street, anywhere, gives people confidence and it puts fear into people thinking things. Now, they're on about communication. We, I suggest, to be honest, uh, with our commissioner that probably would be joining up with the three counties, etc. If we got a burglary, as we had the other week, the police should put little papers, you know, get from the computers and whatever, keep these little notices to say, hey, there's been a burglary in your road. They should put those in three houses each side of the property affected and opposite so we are aware of the actual burglary taking place. Why should they do why is it the police's responsibility to do that? Because when the police is called to a place your house is burgled, yep. it we used to be the police used to come and knock the doors physically, but putting papers in the door, little newspapers, telling you about the robbery Uh, we would be aware on the day, not after the day. We never got any communication whatsoever. And the thing being, there was another robbery down the road. That took place on a Wednesday. That took place on the uh, Friday. And there were two on the Friday. And there was one early in the morning further down the road. That was four. If we had been aware by communication from the police, which we never got... Uh, we are to do it all, and I think this is utterly despicable. And it's frightening, you know, to think our police aren't there anymore. What do you reckon, Dennis? Yes, get the police out on the road, please. Don't shut the police station. Actually, we've got a very big one in Dunstable. It would make a very big housing estate if they knocked it down. So get the police out on the road. Yep. Uh, I wasn't ringing about that, by the way. It's this toilet. I was going to make an offer for it. <coughs> well, then I could sell it to Vauxhall. They could connect up that terrible smell which is coming out of Vauxhall and they'd have a, a properly ventilated place. They could blame it on the toilet then. OK. 
I was going to rent it to them. That satisfy you? No. Oh, well. Thank God I'm not paying for BBC, because I don't pay any tax. Thank God. Bye-bye. Joyce, apparently, Beds Police do that already. Well, I'm sorry. They didn't in our place, and the words were... Um, when they one came to the door opposite, when we made a fuss about it, you know, we rang up and got to Bedford to get to this and get to that, because there's no direct phone links anymore. And they were saying, oh, well, you know, uh, resources. I said, resources? Don't talk to me about resources. We've all wanted to find more resources. But if you had told us, you've taken more yeah. Money, because you haven't told us there's been other burglars but, down the but road. But Joyce, but Joyce, shouldn't it? Surely it, the the, uh, the owners should be on the person who's been burgled to go and knock on their neighbours' doors. <laughs> Come on, what are the police paid for? Honestly, no, but, no, no, but if, listen, if everyone, do, if everyone needs to that. say that the police need to save a few quid, then if I got burgled, I would certainly go and knock on that couple of houses opposite and the house next door, possibly a few more. Just say, look, just let you know we had a break in last night. Uh, just you know, make sure you're locking all your doors and windows. That, which that, we did. Which we. Did. Wonderful. We, we, we have got uh, telephone numbers opposite, or we've had it a couple of years, so we don't go down if there's a problem in the street. We ring each other up and we do all that. And isn't that what we should be doing more, <coughs> Joyce? Isn't that what we should be doing more? It should be down to us more than the police. The police have got, you know, they're investigating crimes. They haven't got time necessarily to go knocking on doors and, and, and posting things through letterboxes. We should be doing that. It, it doesn't take much time, Ian, to keep their jobs and their respect from the people by putting, say, six or nine little leaflets through the door where the property has been affected. And that would help us prevent and we help the police. We've always worked together and we want to continue to do so. You, right, you do the next one. Do them all. Oh. You do the next ones and show me how to do I it. I thought you did acting. Um, <laughs> did okay. you see my sitcom? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, fancy hearing a story about Karen Brady? course you do. The Daily Mail. Why is the PM taking Racy Apprentice star and his father-in-law to China? Which Racy Apprentice star? Karen Brady. Oh. I interviewed Karen Brady once um, and um, the man who looks like my father-in-law, Nick. Uh, and it was very exciting. <coughs> oh, sorry, was that gesture telling me to turn off the microphone I'll so you could that. cough? Thanks, <laughs> Kath, I'll have that. I have another one. I'm done, Karen. <laughs> Turn the fader off. I need to, <laughs> I need to have a really good cough. No, it's not normally a coffee. I have to turn it off get for. Some for the coffee montage. <laughs> oh, she's leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'll get that as well. Thanks, Kath. Thanks. I had to interview Karen Brady, and I was using um, a, a piece of recording equipment called a Marantz, which is really, it's, it's quite old school, and it's really difficult to work. I couldn't work it. And we kind of got... It was, it was like a junket, so there were loads of us, and we got herded into a room... <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? I've just seen. I've just got the audio ready to clip Kath's cough, and yeah. you can see clearly where she's coughing. Oh, can so I tell loud. my story? Sorry, Marantz. Sorry, something about Karen Brady's Marantz. Well, that's what I was getting to. Right. So I didn't know how to use this piece of equipment, and the interview started. <laughs> that wasn't me. We haven't got time for the Karen Brady Marantz story now. Oh, oh please! Oh, get it's off. awful. Catherine, you have a go. Okay. You can do voices and stuff. Uh-huh. Don't though. Do you need to get your sounds up for oh, this bit? It's up. Oh, dear. Go. He did eventually tell the rest of the story. He's telling me to turn Wait, right. you've done that too soon. She'll give you the nod when to play it. Give me the finger. Finger me when you want me to hit the button. He did eventually tell the rest of the story. It's quite a good one. He'll play it to you after this. 
back to that story. She's Wait. supposed to give me the finger. You didn't give him the finger. Oh, right. Finger me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not in my job description. He did eventually tell the rest of the story. It's quite a good one. He'll play it to you after this. Oh, Give him the he's finger. got a text. I don't care about text. Finger She's really me. distracted. So you say the end of your I've life. had a close encounter. And then give yeah, I'm sorry Ian that, the nod. But I'll lock the door next time. Yes? <laughs> so you say the line, you give Ian the nod, Ian, you play the audio. Right, OK, OK. Right, start again. Shh. And scene. He did eventually tell the rest of the story. It was quite a good one. I'll play it to you after this. I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler. Back to that story. After this. I, I just assume that that's... Well, so will I. It's not, I've not got an instruction. Drugs, prostitution. And now back to Karen Brady. After this. This week on the South Bank Show, we'll be looking at the sound of music. Now, seriously, back to Karen Brady. A little over an hour ago, I was starting to tell the story about how I was uh, interviewing... <sighs> What? Nothing. It's my Karen Brady Morant story. I'm sure it's a really good story. So, Karen Brady and uh, Nick Hewer, I think his name is, from The Apprentice, they were promoting a new series of The Apprentice a couple of years ago, and I got to go and interview them. Uh, and I had this Morant, which is like an old-fashioned sort of digital recorder. It's quite bulky. I just Does got it. Does the story get better? Yeah, well... On it... the scale of one to ten, how yes. interesting are we going to find the story? Well, hang on. How would you... <coughs> I want to clip that for the cough montage. Is there, is there a docker in there? Who's that fella? Is it is Barry White <laughs> coughing? The thing is, when we walked in, everybody started recording and I couldn't get my thing to record, oh. OK? But the interview had started. The interview was ten minutes long. For four minutes of that ten-minute interview, I was pretending to be recording it. When really I wasn't recording anything. I was just fiddling around trying to get the thing to work. So I'm holding a microphone under Karen Brady's nose and was recording it, but I wasn't recording it. There was no, I couldn't record it. I was, I was miming recording. And then what happened? Did something good happen? There is a PS to that story. Did you record any of it in the end? Bit of it, yes. What did you use it for? Research. Why were you, th- why were you recording? <laughs> But yes, there is a, there is a, a PS to this story, a postscript, if you will. Traveller in, if you wanted to go, <coughs> Alice. Karen Brady, stop coughing for Nick, the listener, who's getting off on that. <laughs> Karen you? Brady was um, wearing a, a, a dress that had a slit in it. Okay, so you know you have a slit in a dress. Mm. Is that right? Is that the yeah, term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that buzzing noise? I don't know. I can hear it. Anyway, so she had a a slit in her dress. And let's just say there was a little bit of Sharon Stone going on. Oh, shush. No, seriously. I don't get that reference. I'll explain it to you after. Mum will explain it to you. (laughs) On Tuesday, Sick Note was off, so Kelly Betts produced. This is the sort of content she provided. (coughs) You right, Just? All right, boss. Where were you yesterday? Um... Heavy weekend. Just leave it at that. Just leave it at that? Mm. You were supposed to be doing the show yesterday. Yeah, heavy weekend. Sorry. Sorry, boss. Every now and again, you've got to, you know, not turn up for work. I haven't done that. Yesterday was one of those days. Can you believe what you're hearing, Dennis? No, I can't. The fantastic amount of money you must be making. (laughs) How dare he he not come and give us something to do? Yeah. 
You, Sorry. You're supposed to be the voice of Bedfordshire, for goodness sake. Get Sorry, Denton boy. Sorry. <laughs> a Merry Christmas to you before you go away. And you. Thank you. OK, then. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Can we crack on now, Ian? I've said sorry. Let's just move on, okay? It was tough. <laughs> oh, you did. You do love an exciting life. I don't know. Mm. Latvia. Latvia. Mm. And that was a weekend job, was it? It was, yeah. Was it snowing? It was snowing. Reindeer? Um, didn't see any reindeer. It was freezing cold and they don't like English people. So uh, all in all, it was uh, yeah, a very jolly weekend. What was it again? Why don't they like English people? Uh, I don't know. It's a very strange one, that, because, um, yeah, couldn't work it out. And I was going to get a job as ambassador for Manchester there. Really? Yes. You should maybe try. Well, no, I shan't bother now. because. Oh, Dennis, hang on. Hang on, Dennis. It's our song. What? It's our song. Je t'aime. Dennis, did you get that uh, massage oil that I sent you last week? Massage oil? No, certainly not. Which uh, Dennis? You're talking to Luton, Dennis, or Dunstable, Dennis? No, Dunstable, Dennis, you. No, I didn't get any massage oil. They told me Raw Mail were going to be busy in the uh, lead-up to Christmas. Is that what you buy me for Christmas? Yes. When do I have to use it? Before I get into bed at night, otherwise I'll slide out of bed. I'll pop round. Well, yeah, good. Yes. I've got something uh, on the uh, on the hob, actually. Just tell your wife to go out for the night, and um, yeah, I'll pop round. Listen to me, hmm. Tom Daly. Yes. What, what the hell has it got to do with anybody else about Tom Daly? Well, I've been out talking about that this morning. I don't quite know what Ian's doing, but uh, I have been out this morning talking about that, and um, I don't get it, Dennis, myself. I don't get, you know, yesterday I heard people um, talking about it, um, overheard conversations, um, social media was full of it, the front page of the new pa newspapers this morning. You know, if Tom Daly's gay, who really cares? Do you care? No, I don't care in the least. Not yeah. the best of luck to him. He's a nice-looking lad. Unfortunately, he's ruined the illusions of quite a lot of nice young ladies. Well, has he, though? Fantasy, you know? Because he said he still likes girls, of course. Yes, but I know, but that's it's sort of putting the bread on both sides in that case, isn't he, really? Dennis, he's a fantastic diver, and he presents he's, the greatest TV show around, Splash. Right. What more do you want? No, I don't. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't even jump in from that. I'd never mind dive. Mm. Certainly no, shouldn't we'll... be judged on his uh, sexuality. Oh, no, not in the least. Don't forget, I was in the Navy for about seven years, and there was lots of this going on, and mm. some... Real ugly-looking blokes who were yeah. quite nice. The nice part of the thing, you know, big tough blokes, and they were the nice part of this business. Don't know, well, just, where are you going with that one, Dennis? Justin, but, yeah, you've yeah. been out speaking to people this morning about this, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you, you were fascinated as well, Ian. You, you, you were saying this morning, we were looking at the newspapers together, and we couldn't quite work out why this was front-page news, because... Uh, you know, it's not exactly 1972 anymore, but um, as you mentioned, it's uh, bright and early. I've been out this morning asking people about the front pages of the papers, and here's what people have had to say. Uh, Pete's bright and early this morning. Tom Daly on the front page of pretty much every single newspaper. Is that front page news? Definitely not. No, no, not at all. Because um, I don't know why he's come out and said it for, because uh, in, in my view, people don't need to come out of the closet and that. If people want to be who they want to be, they want to be. If they want to be gay, then fair enough. You know. So whether he's gay or not, your perception of Tom Daly hasn't changed no, in the slightest? No, he's an Olympic diver. That's, that's all I know Tom Daly has. It's got nothing to do with his sexuality at all. I don't uh, know are what you they're... surprised, though? I mean, everyone yesterday was talking about this just because somebody 
is gay. I mean, the, the, the whole thing just exactly. confused me, yeah. to be honest with you. No, I agree with you. It's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, people come out of the closet before, and why is it always big time news? You know, people who are like, who, whoever they are. I don't understand why it's such a big deal. A number of people have got beliefs that there are lots of Premier League footballers who are gay. Yes. Do you think by Tom Daly coming out and saying what he said, that, that might influence a few of them to come out and, and be honest as well? well? Yes, yeah, yeah, they could do, but do they need to? That's what I'm saying, do they need to? I, I don't really understand the way they think, to be fair. I know that they're, they're sportsmen and people perceive them as... Uh, what they are at the moment, and they are sportsmen. So despite know. any front pages this morning, you'll still look at Tom Daly as an Olympic diver yes, uh, and nothing yes. else? He's Olympic, in my eyes, he's an Olympic diver. He's a very good Olympic diver, and that's how the country shall portray him, as an Olympic diver, and it should have nothing about his sexuality at all. Um, not really. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really matter to me. No, I don't think it is, no. It's his life. He can live it how he wants, can't he? It's up to him. It does strike me as odd, Justin, that it has made front-page news. And I'm, I, I'm sure this morning... Well, maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. I'm sure this morning we might get a phone call from someone who's shocked or offended. Thank you for getting that. You've got a very busy morning this morning, Justin. We've got a very important visitor mm. coming to Bedfordshire. Who is it and where are you going to be? Yes, uh, Prince Charles, of course, coming to Bedford today. Uh, he's coming to the Cecil Higgins Museum. And then he's off to the church as well for the Christmas Tree Festival. Sweet. I'm going to be live in Bedford later on with the royal family. Eh? Well, are you worried? What, what, why? What are you going to do to them? Oh, well, I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm just saying that they're sending me, sending me to go meet the oh, whole family. OK, right. Yeah, I've just got it in my contract. I don't go out when it's cold, only <laughs> idiots. Right. Uh, do you want to stay here for the papers with Kelly? Um, yeah, what, all of what, 30 seconds? We've got, yeah, we got yeah, a minute, right. Kelly. Over to you. So on the front page of The Independent, underneath Tom Daly's face, uh, scientists discover the difference between male and female brains. A nice long paragraph basically saying that women can multitask and men like you, Ian, can't. Remember earlier how when you were reading the papers and I was talking to you and you got really annoyed because you couldn't take in both sides of information? Do you remember that? What else have you got? So there's this taxi driver who was pulled over. Uh, He's got lots of hair. They checked, the police checked his licence and uh, he said, well, you're bald in this photo. It was his brother's licence he was using. And he said, well, uh, no, see, what it was, what happened was is that I've had a hair transplant and that's why I've got hair now. Oh, and I look younger now than I did then because of the... Justin, Dennis, what do you reckon? Justin, you first. Um, I'm quite impressed with this, actually. I think you should get off her back. I think she's quite good. Thanks, Justin. Right. Just, just for legal reasons, I'm not actually on her back. Dennis? <laughs> no, if, if you're talking about Kelly, no, she, she's always been a favourite of mine anyway, so oh, I can't say anything nasty about her. Despite the fact that the last 30 seconds of content has been utter pony? No, 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 no. I think that she's right. I think she's perfectly right. Women do multitask. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, Justin, thank you very much. Kelly, see you later on. Bye. There we go. Can I have a cup of tea? Um, Louisa? <laughs> Chris is in Farley Hill. Morning, Chris. Morning. Front page news. Should um, it yeah, be? See, Farley Hill is my caution area. I mean, stop see. And uh, I, I never saw the... I mean, the sun all splashes about, but I, I think that's his personal opinion. It's not... It's, uh, it's just sensation to me. I mean, my, I said to that young lad, my daughter had a friend in Dixon's who was gay as well. He was a good friend. He had XR3I. And there's a... I yeah, next R three I. Yeah, but she the, was she the, was caught. The, she wasn't married then. She was like, but he was. And he was gay. And he had next R three I. Jim Dixon's, and he ran her about. Right and, in the in the car. And chose and is whatever as a friend. Right, okay. You know, um, 
I can't mention the name. There's a bookies in town. The bloke is serving. He's gay, but yep. he's, he's OK. They're OK, aren't they? He's doing with the dickheads, I tell you. OK, steady on, there. steady on. Just, just, just have to apologise. Category C, I know. Just have to, we've got young ears, Chris, so just no, beware. What I'm saying is he doesn't stand any nonsense in the bookies. Good for, good for him. And, well done. Um, so, so that, we shouldn't be bothered. What about these people who, who are I saying... Actually, I haven't never watched that programme, I don't think. Oh, you should watch it, it's good. Yeah, but I go past there, you see. Yeah. I, that's my old quarter area stops, Lee. Oh. Going to Hitchin, oh, where you opened the lights and I wasn't there. Yes. I mean... Chris, um, can I ask, what are, you, what are you listening to in the background? Um, I've got a heart on, to be honest, but they're playing... Eight, I'll turn it down, young man. They're playing H's in the... See, years ago, there was... Hang on, uh, did you just say you've got a heart on? Yeah, but I, I transferred to that because I sing and play guitar. I, I, I why, play. Are you listening to, why are you listening to heart and calling me? I uh, know, but that young lady came back to me, you see. Right. I'll just turn the volume down, sir. Yeah, please do. I can't... Turn I, it off. You get put, put three counties on now. Yeah, but... Uh, no, uh, uh, Chris, put three counties on. I, I want to hear three counties coming through your speakers. I can do, I can do G- that. Do it now. Give me one shake of a lamb's tail. <laughs> by the way, just apologies for anyone offended by the category C swear word. It's, it's not a major one, but I know that some people have got young ears listening, so. Fair play, hearts sound good, actually. Chris? He's tuning into BBC 3CR, which is uh, it's great news for us. Chris? Oh yeah, Chris, have you got it tuned tuned in now? This is um, this is almost as bad as watching paint dry. We're listening to a man tune in his radio. Wow. Yeah. Chris. Hello. Is it working? Yeah, but I'm old at you see. I'm, Christmas, I'm treating myself to some new gear. You see. Nice. Oh, nice. You're gonna get a, di- uh, get a digital radio at Christmas. My daughter said she's treating me, and she won't tell me what it is yet. You oh, see. Oh. See, years ago. Yes. She bought me. And I was in rehab through alcohol, but forget all that. Yep. And she was with JBC, top of the range, CD player with the bloody remote control. Beautiful. Just curb your language a little bit, Chris. Sorry, sorry. That's all right. No, but I cried a bit. Yeah. Because you see, I was with grandchildren. I don't know if they do them now. It's the only one, JBC, that had a remote control on... on, I'll still got that one. Well, Chris, listen, let's hope you get a DAB radio. Two categories, see. That's uh, the limit I think we can uh, enjoy. Apologies, uh, anybody. I know you won't be... I know you won't be offended, but there'll be... There are people who monitor this show uh, who hope to be offended so they can then write in complaints and get me the sack. Well... Uh, apologies for anybody offended there. Chris, thank you very much. Just watch your language next time you come on, fella. That's what You see, that's what listening to heart does to you. It takes your language down to the gutter. You don't get that here, although you sort of do then. <laughs> Stephen's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Stephen. Good morning, Ian. Does anyone care anymore? Well, I, I don't necessarily care about individuals when it's their life, but I do care when you get front page of, like... Uh, Paul Flowers, the co-op chap, who was a Reverend Methodist minister. Now, that hurts because I am a Methodist. And so why does that hurt you? Because, basically, he was part of something that I believe in. So, therefore, once it goes over the boundaries of outside of your own personal life, then front pages make a big difference. But why... I'm d- writing it out, basically. Sorry? I'm writing sort of front pages no, out. No, th- and I, I appreciate you for doing that. Why, w- why would Paul Flowers 
um, being gay be an issue for no, you? No, it wouldn't. Not being gay. The fact is, when we heard last weekend, yes. he was a Reverend Methodist minister. Right. Mum and I looked at each other in total horror because he was out there standing in the pulpit preaching to other people. But he wasn't preaching anti-gay... Oh. No, he wouldn't, no, nothing to do with being gay. Right. It's more to do with the fact of, if it's a personal thing that the person's on the front page for, couldn't care less. It's as soon as it, it's something that they do on, on the front page that is to do with other people's, you know, beliefs or whatever. You've got a phone call, Steve. Someone, someone's, someone's phoning up to tell you you're on the radio. No, but, sorry, just... Okay, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm still I'm still slightly confused because I mean, you, you, but, but what Paul Flowers gets up to in his bedroom? I mean, yes, it, it turns out he may have led a particularly um, uh, complicated lifestyle, but that doesn't. No, it's, 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 it's nothing to do with the fact of. I'm struggling a bit, Stephen, here yeah, to understand what you're saying. Nothing to do with the fact of what he does in his private life. Yeah, but it is the fact is that he was actually a reverend, right, standing in the pulpit. On a church, on a Sunday. But he's still doing it in his private life. So, so why would that affect what he does, what, his job? It won't affect his job, will it? No, but the fact is, he is a. I, I'm, I basically go to church. Yes. And I very much believe, in, um, and I'm a Methodist. Right. So therefore, I've got my views and everything else and beliefs. And when someone actually comes out who is totally and utterly maybe wrong, that. Is hurts and his, his front page news. So is sorry. Who's yeah, Paul Tom Flowers Day, is Tom wrong? Day, it doesn't. T- the fact that Tom Daly, whatever he does, yeah, is, is fine. And you know, I've got no problems with with that at all. But it's not necessarily news because it's Tom Daly. No, but it's news if it's a Methodist minister. It's minister. news. It's news if it is something that the person is doing. Yeah, who has a following? Swimming has a following, but not in the same. But not a, in the you mean a way. spiritual following? Yeah, it's just a spirit. I don't know very much about Methodism. No, but uh, I'm thinking of church. You must say if you came out, if Paul Flowers happened to be a um, Catholic or Anglican. Okay, but what's, what's wrong with having a gay priest? Oh, nothing wrong in having a gay priest. As long as you don't know about it. As long as you don't, as, as long as you don't, um, you know, as long as you don't know. He's a person, yeah, fine. But not, you know, it's when they actually come out, front, front line headlines. Yes. You know, um, Methodist uh, minister. You know. So um, you, I'm, I, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, Stephen. You're saying it, it, it is wrong for um, uh, members of the clergy, various branches of Christianity, to come out on the front pages of newspaper as being gay. It's, Why? Uh, yeah, I mean, so also to a certain extent, it's not only it's not only necessarily it's not necessarily gay. It is any anything that. Is not what how society would pursue um, as, as as normal. But being gay is being gay is perceived as normal these days. Oh yeah, gay, gay, the gay side of it is it's not it's not a problem. If, if Paul Flowers literally just come out and said he was gay, I'd say so, so fine, no problem at all. Okay. But it's, it, individuals coming out on the front page um, with it's their own, literally their own private life. Right. Because you know, basically. Um, Daily just swimming, fine, no problem at all.
wearing green. It's the greenest I've ever seen. It's the green team. Two tops, one's a polo shirt, it's green. One's a jersey, it's green. I can't see his trousers. I'm guessing they're green. No, they're not. They are cords. I think they are cords. Mm, they're nice, really <laughs> tight brown cords. I look like a tree, don't I? You, you do know? look like a tree. Lovely or big a, trunk. A landscape gardener. <laughs> That's right. I'd never noticed. That's the uniform of the gardener, isn't yes, it? Yes, I'm wearing a landscape gardener's outfit today. That's the, that's the uniform you'd wear if you're coming round to give the quote. Yes. You wouldn't be quite so smart when you're coming round to do the work. No, that, well, I probably would. I'd be a yeah. very smart gardener. I hate gardening. Oh. I hate getting mud under my fingernails. It's do disgusting. You? I hate getting my fingers dirty. So I wear gloves if I ever have to do any horrible, dirty gardening. I wear gloves. But then the whole thing's ruined. When, why don't you get gloves that go up to the elbow and then seal there? Because you get mud that goes in the hand and then it's, you're kind of wearing a mud glove. Disgusting. I hate it. I'd get a gardener if I were you. Yes. Well, I, my, my wife does it. So I don't really have. So to. you don't actually get any mud in your gloves. No, but she. Well, no, she gives me the. <laughs> she gives me the look as if to say, "Why don't you come and do some of this? It's good." And I, no, I don't want to. Well, you need to work out a, a routine. You yeah. know, you do the lawn. She does oh, the digging. No, no, no. no. That the, the the lawn with the three acres we've got. The lawn, just pushing that lawnmower. I want to get one of those ridey ones, the little car ones. Oh, really? Yes. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Yes. Dear Father Christmas, can I have a ridey lawnmower? Well, if you've got a three-acre garden, then yeah. uh, you'd, you'd need a sit-on mower. You would do. It's not three acres, really. I, three metres. Yeah, something, something like that. <laughs> do you, you live in flats. Do you, do you have share of a garden? Oh, yes. Luxury do, garden, yes. Do you have to um, share who does the, the cutting and the, the weeding? Good Lord, no. We have a team of people. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yes. Very cool. We have three... When we have our lawns cut, we have yeah. three men coming to do it with three different mowers. Blimey. I know. That's wonderful. It's very exclusive. Superb. I've known you for... Well, it's over a year now. It's getting on... It must be about 16 months. I've still not been to your place. No. I'm looking forward to it. Are you? So coming up on this morning's um, big phone-in at nine, are you all right? No, I'm fine. Just... No, I mean, I'm, I... You want to... That's fine. That, what's on the show today, Jonathan? It's a bit... Yes. Is there something you want to talk about? No, not on air. This is an off-air conversation. Really? This you're, is... hurt, you're hurt you haven't been round? This... Yes. You want to come round? Yeah, of course I do. OK. Ooh. Coming when up on... do you want to... I mean, I've, I've, I've literally got my diary here. Yes. This week is a bit chocker. OK, next to be, week. To be honest with you. Next week is completely next, uh, empty. Is it? Yeah. Next week. Uh, I tell you what, let's not do this now on air. No. Let me, uh, let me go home and check my calendar. I can do Tuesday next week. Tuesday. Or Monday. What, 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 were, you, what were you thinking of? Come round, go. watch some telly, have a bit of grub. Um, I don't really watch telly and have some grub. I'm not that really that kind of person. Thursday's completely free. I mean, all week actually is free. Yes. So you could name a day and Friday. Have, oh, no, Friday's free. When I eat, I have a candelabra. What to serve the food? No, on the table. Oh, posh candles. So Wednesday then. I'll check my calendar. Right. I'll, I'll let, let's get this sorted off air. Sweet. Look forward to it. What's in your show today, friend? Coming up on uh, this morning's big. <laughs>
I can't wait for me and JVS to go out. That is so going to happen, and it's going to be awesome. Hmm, I wonder what to wear. Anyway, Margaret in Milton Keynes called in about Tom Daly. She was very, very upset. Margaret's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Margaret. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello, Margaret. <laughs> Good to speak to you. Oh, it's a sad day for womankind, isn't it? Why, oh, why is that, Margaret? Well, what a waste. A gorgeous fella like that. I think the day community should be celebrating and us women should be in mourning. No, no, you don't need to. He's a good-looking fella, Tom Daly, isn't he? Yeah, and, I mean, it all started, didn't it, with Rock Hudson? Sorry? It started with Rock Hudson coming out. What, homosexuality started with Rock Hudson? But, yeah, he was gay. That was a sad day for women. And then what? there was um, old Michael, George Michael, weren't there? Yeah. Oh, that was such a sad day. Well, the thing about Tom Daly is he swings both ways. Well, he, he likes ladies as well as fellas. And also, it shouldn't be sad that someone's come out as gay. Mankind. Us women, I mean, what do we get, get left with? The rejects. The men that got no dress sense, huh? got fat bellies. I mean, they get the best slot. They get the cream of the crop. These, you know, the gay community. We're left with, well, blokes like you, I suppose. Are you gay? I don't know what you look like. If you're gay, I bet you're a bit of all right. <laughs> and if I'm not gay? Well, I don't know. Do you change your socks regular? Well, uh, yes, I do. If you mean by one, at least once a week, then of course I do. <laughs> You'd be surprised at the men that don't. Oh, dirty. I was wearing odd socks yesterday and I was, it was frowned upon by the team. Ah, see, but you're spoken for. Anybody that falls through the net that's straight gets snapped up straight away if they smell nice and look half-decent. Just snapped up straight away. Kelly Betts only produced for one day, and here's why. Should we have a quick look at the front pages? I mean, you know the front pages. It's Tom Daly, Tom Daly, Tom Daly. The Times, uh, Tom Daly. Tom Daly, 19, Olympic diver, revealed yesterday he was in a relationship with a man, which has made him so happy, so safe. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Uh, millions hit by crash of banks' debit card system. Oh, this was last night, wasn't it? The Nat West. You couldn't get any money out. And uh, you couldn't buy any petrol or, or buy anything on your card. Did you get caught out by that? I know my wife did. Millions of NatWest and Royal Bank of Scotland debit card holders were left high and dry last night after a technical glitch crashed payment systems on one of the busiest shopping days of the year. They had that a while ago, didn't they, a little cl- uh, glitch? Oh, hang on a second. If we go to The Guardian, G2. The making of Mary Poppins, how we made it. Now, considering I only saw Mary Poppins for the first time last year. Uh, I'm now vaguely obsessed by it, to the point where I may go and see that um, that film. Uh, how we made Mary Poppins. I was shocked when I saw Julie Andrews smoking on set in full garb. Mary Poppins having a fag. Oh, we'll have a look at that. And also in the G2, there's an interesting article with uh, James Fox. I didn't take that much acid. I've worked with James Fox. Or did I work with Edward Fox? I worked with one of the Foxes. Which Fox did I work with, Kelly? James or Edward? James. I think it was James. It was James because he was a little bit... Um, who's the one? No, I don't know. Anyway, I work with him. I'll be reading that later on. Or Edward, one of the two. Oh, OK. Don't worry, I'll hmm. Any clues, Kelly? Um, what was it for that you worked with him? It was, it was uh, for a film with Christopher Lee and my granddad. Granddad Chris, big Chris. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. Granddad C. Yeah. The big C, we used to call him. Let's just say it was James. Uh, what was the was point James. in this, anyway? What were you talking about? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to fill for the next two and a half minutes. Oh. You got, you got uh, another two and a half minutes of this. Because you, as a producer, Me. have not managed to stack up any calls or any t- subjects that I can talk about, so I'm having to fill by, trying to pr- by pretending I can't remember which fox it was I worked <laughs> with. It was James. If they don't want to speak to you, that's not my fault. No, it's your fault because you are standing producer. I pray to God that Catherine Boyle is back oh, tomorrow. 08459 455 555 if you'd like to speak to this man. Mm, phones of People have hung up, don't, actually. Don't, don't blame it on me. It's your fault, though, if there's no calls. Lobby group influenced wind farm noise support. Still no calls. Doing a good day for good, doing a good deed for the day is a thing of the past. Nope, no one's ringing in. Migration target may not be met. Cameron admits. Just empty. I'm a boy, says Twin Girl Six. Oh eight four five nine. Literally another minute and twenty five seconds four, of, of double filling. Five, five, double five. I mean, does JVS want to start early? I don't know if that's a possible. I don't know what the etiquette is. Fancy his, it? His hands, his no? head's in his hands. He's, he's kind of. Oh wait, four five nine. Don't keep giving the phone number out. Four double it's five. It's ma- making it worse. Five double five. I'll do it. I'm a professional. Well then. I'm, I'm going to fill for the next fifth. 54, 53, 52, eight, four, five, 51, nine, four, double, five, 50 seconds. Five, double, five. Stop doing that. Just so they know it. Put it in the phone. Oh, eight, four, five, nine. Oh, for goodness sake. Four, double, five, five, double, five. Nine, here's the front page of the Daily Express. Ten, ten pence cheaper than the Daily Mail. Who'd have thunk it? 90 miles per hour, Arctic storm on the way. Met office issue fresh snow warning. Maybe the phones are broke. Arctic gales of 90 miles per hour are gearing up to batter. Many is a word you don't hear very often, batter. Oh, eight, four, five, nine. Stop doing that. Four, double, five. Many parts five, double, five. of Britain. Oh! Quick, phone call. Quick. Hello, three counties. Quick, quick, put them on. Who is it? Just put oh, them straight right, through. Three. What's your name? Doesn't matter, put them through. All right, Paul in Biggleswade is on line one. Paul, what, what can I do for you? Well, I just thought I'd... We're out of time. Lucy's in Dunstable. Morning, Lucy. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. I believe you have a, a personal connection with Nelson Mandela. What was that? <laughs> Not really personal, personal, but I'm South African. I, I, I picked that up from the accent. Exactly. Yes. Stephen, what was he saying about the word terrorist? Well, yes, we had a, the caller at the, the top of the hour said that he thought it was odd that we were celebrating uh, what he called, who he, he called a terrorist. If you would ask me, being a South African, growing up without a granddad who's sitting in Robben Island with Nelson Mandela, it was a stress. Having uncles who were out of the country in exile, it was stressful. So we as South Africans, we have suffered in silence when the whole world was watching the Boers killing people. What is he talking about? Because that was Margaret Scherzer, remember saying the terrorist Nelson Mandela. And yes, she apologized years later. But it didn't make difference to some of us. It didn't, Ian. Today, the sun of Africa has fallen. And unfortunately, none of the people are following his footsteps. There's a couple of things you mentioned there, Lucy. Let's just go back quickly if we can. So your grandfather was in prison well, yes. on Robin Island with Nelson yes. Mandela. Yes, and a few other more 170-something people who were there. He's one of the heroes who's still alive. He's still alive. He's 97 years of age. And how long was your granddad 
on Robin Island for? He was there in 1965, in 1969, until 1994. Wow. What was it like when he came out? It was beautiful. It was beautiful, Ian. South Africa, I remember the day they mentioned that they are coming out. We heard it from the radio in the morning coming from school. No, in the morning going to school. We never went to school that day. We were celebrating because of that evening it was a party in South Africa. We couldn't believe it. Our parents couldn't believe they will see the day, especially people who died in Alexander, the women who died for their rights, people who died asking to, be, to, to vote for South Africa. But there was nothing. The whole world was watching. The whole world was saying we were terrorists. But only few men stood and put everything down for the sake of their country. And how many people do that? Without a wall. We didn't have guns. We had a stone and a shield. And that's all our uncles and our brothers knew how to defend a bullet. He needs to go back and look at 1976. He needs to go back and read history or look at history and see how many people have suffered through the apartheid regime. How old were you, Lucy, when your grandfather was released? I was, I was born in 1976. My mathematics is killing me. So, 93. So, hang on, you was... 1976. Yep. And it was 1990 when he... So, you're about 14. Yeah, I was already 14. When and what was it like? Obviously, you'd never met him. What was it like the first time you met your grandfather? Um, it was so good. It was so good, Ian. He, we were not allowed to go on the other side. My, grand, my grandmother went with my mum. And when they came back with him from town, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. We were all crying. The whole village was crying. Everybody was crying because of they knew him. They knew him, and they knew what he stood for. And for us, he was a stranger. But to know that he's one of the people who has done this, the Susulus, we don't live far away from each other, the Susulus, all of the heroes, it was, it was a village. Even if you go now in the streets of Soweto, you will see all those houses. They are called museum houses because we don't live far from each other. The men knew what they were talking about. Not this idiot who's driving on the motorway this morning and saying he doesn't know what he's, we're going through. The other thing you mentioned that was interesting, you, you, you said that, that there was um, no one in South Africa who was of the same calibre to carry on what Nelson Mandela had achieved. Do you uh, think South Africa is, is, is going to be in trouble? In Politically, I think we are in trouble, politically. And... Uh, Probably I'm talking of me being here for more than 15 years, but to be honest with you, uh, looking at it back home, I would have loved things to be changed so much. When I go home all the time, it's like thinking that if they could change this, if they could change this, making the poor be better, helping those who can, I think somehow making it an equal Africa, South Africa that we wanted it to be. I, I, I would think personally things haven't changed that much. And Lucy, uh, I, I really appreciate your call this morning. Thank you very much. It, it's very easy for you know for me, a white middle class person in Britain who's who's had it pretty easy to uh, to, to, to make judgments and things like that. But hearing from from a, you know a, a black South African who has a personal involvement uh, is fascinating. 
well, just just try and sum up for the, for those listeners like me who are who might be struggling to understand how important Nelson Mandela was. What what does he? What did he mean to you? For us, he meant everything. He meant he was the father of the nation. He was there to tell us to say to those who were fighting in 1976 in the struggle of the students when they didn't want to do Africans anymore. He was the reason to the people to say, we struggle in prayer. We struggle without killing no one. We struggle in what we stand for. The truth one day, it will be set free. And that day, I could be seen when Jesse Jackson was there saying, we are free today because of few words. Do not fight back. Do not fight back and say South Africa has come to and change. We did come to a free country. We did go to those shops where we were written. In 1980-something, shops still written blacks only, whites only. Buses were still written blacks only, buses or uh, whites only. We, 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 we became free. We became free. Yes, some of us had a privilege of a better education, but for those who had nothing, we felt for them. We, we felt the same situation which we're in. So Mandela today, we are celebrating the life of a hero. We are celebrating his life because if God didn't bring that man into earth, South Africa was going to be under somebody else. Probably the apartheid regime was going to go somewhere. And many others who fought. Today, I'm proud to say, Ian, viva Nelson Mandela, viva, and may your soul rest in peace. Uh, You're still here? Hmm? And you? Mm. Is that the end? No, it's no, loads. No, it's still, yeah. If... I can't remember my character. How do I do... What, what character? Were you doing sincere or sarky? No, me. My, the, it's only the, one or the other. The, what do you mean, character? The Ian Lee character I portray on the radio show. Sincere or sarky? I, re- uh, yeah. I do more, a wider range than that. Sincere, sarky. Not... Breathy. Me? Swallowy. Ugly. Oh, now. If you're not up at 6am during the week, here's how I normally start the show. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Wednesday. It's the 4th of December. I watched half of a Christmas film last night. I'm feeling festive. Oh, I'm Im- imbued with the Christmas spirit. Is imbued the right word, Paul? Imbibed. Yeah, with the Christmas spirit. Lots to talk about on the show, though. Not particularly Christmassy. Quite serious, in fact. As the government probe into allegations of grade massaging and bullying, the Barnfield Federation continues. Its former boss has stepped down from his current job. Paul Scoins will be here with the latest, and he hasn't stepped down. In fact, he'll be stepping very much up to the mic. Catherine writes this stuff, Paul, I'm sorry. Catwee, angry locals, calibrated noses. It has to be a job for Justin Dealey. He'll be strutting around the streets of Luton in a shirt unreasonably slashed to the waist. Catherine writes this stuff. Sorry, Justin. And, sorry? It's supposed to be unseasonably. Carry on, you ruined it. I didn't ruin it, Catherine. Yeah, you ruined oh. it. Right. I didn't ruin it. Yeah, you did. You wrote something that was too wordy and didn't work as a concept. Was it a long word? Hang on a second. You back now? Yeah. What happened, sick note? Where, where were you? I was really ill. I'm still a little bit ill, but I'm soldiering on. You should try it. Did you get all your Christmas shopping done yesterday? No, but I did write your work for Christmas, so well done for that. Awkward start to the show, isn't it? Awkward. <laughs> Makes you want to get up early, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does! 
you're at a Christmas party, you're boogieing away, and the great song Another Rock and Roll Christmas by Gary Glitter comes on. It's a cracking Christmas record, but do you stop dancing or carry on? It's a question I was asking on the show this week. Uh, J-Dog, you, you heard Glenn there. Penny yep. says the same thing. It's part of her memory, uh, part of her, their childhood. Um, they would have a little dance to Gary Glitter. Uh, 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 the na- the man's name that you can't even say on the radio. No, I can't. I won't, to be fair. Um, Can I ask why? Because I just think that you go into cause offence um, and very, very easily. Funny enough, a couple of years ago, I got a, an email from somebody called Linda in Dunstable. And she said, look, Justin, I know what's happened, but, but would you mind playing a song by the person mentioned? I will mention his name in the piece coming up. But um, she said, because, very similar to, to what people are saying, because for me, I've got great childhood memories behind this particular song. It reminds me of my local youth club, and that's what your Saturday show is about you know, songs and memories, so would there be any chance? And I politely declined, and I think that's probably the only request that I've actually declined outright outright like that, because I just thought, if I do this, what it's going to do, it's going to annoy people, and the chances are I'm going to lose listeners, because a lot of people hate that man. And you can't can't afford to lose any more. Okay, so you won't mention Gary Glitter's name on the radio, because it will upset people. Would you mention Adolf Hitler's name on the radio? I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler, to be quite honest with you, when it comes to music. but I'm oh, that's, comp- that's Jonathan. I'm going to be a complete and utter hypocrite right now because right. one of my favourite tracks from the 1960s is by Hedgehoppers Anonymous. It's Good News Week. Now, I would play that song yeah. because the majority of people would have absolutely no idea that yes. was written and produced by Jonathan King. OK, so you, you, so you wouldn't have a problem playing Jonathan Kim records, but yet he's uh, a, a predatory paedophile in the same way. You, you'd play this, for example. You play this, and, and, and yet Jonathan King, whose crimes are, I would suggest equally as heinous as Gary Glitter's, Absolutely. wrote the lyrics to this. But you're not playing a song directly by Jonathan King. If well, I was to sit there and play this morning, Jonathan King, Everyone's Gone to the Moon, I can guarantee you right now, your phone lines will be flooded with complaints. When, be... you are, when you're mentioning that Hang person's on. name and it's that Hang person on. singing the record, that's entirely different. Hang on a minute. So if we don't know it's them, it's OK. And also, he'll be getting a few pence off me playing this now. Mm-hmm, He's absolutely. making money from me playing this. No, I agree. No, I, I do agree. I do agree. But I think if you are playing a song um, by somebody like Jonathan King, let's mention him now, Gary Glitter, you are going to annoy people. But there are going to be a number of songs out there that people have got no idea that those people are associated with. OK. You spoke to people about this this morning, uh, Justin. What did they have to say? Yeah, put the scenario to them. You're saying that uh, if you're at a Christmas party and uh, a Gary Glitter song comes on the Christmas song, which is, to be fair, a great Christmas song, what would people do? Here's what they had to say. Absolutely no way. I think I'd go straight up to the bloke who put it on and take it off and uh, tell him why, because the geezers are wrong and and he should be disqualified. None of his stuff should ever be played. He's a bang-out wrong-un. Uh, that, that's my honest opinion. Uh, I, it quite upset me with that kind of stuff going on at parties and everyone dancing to it. He's, you know, as simple as that. He's, he's bang-out of order, he's a wrong-un. If the DJ wouldn't turn it off and people were dancing, would you go up to the dance floor and get people off the dance floor? No, I would make sure the DJ turned it off. <laughs> in no <laughs> uncertain terms? In no uncertain terms, yeah, without doubt. And anyone in their right mind, any DJ in their right mind, should not play that at a happy time of the year. It's not happy for a lot of people. 
Jonathan King has written a number of very, very famous records, but you might not realise that he's written those songs. What's the difference? Uh, personally, I do know a lot about music, and I know Jonathan uh, King's stuff. Yeah, the same as that. Anything come on from, from Jonathan King also. Very similar. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tolerate it. People should realise out there, get rid of them, don't even play their stuff. They get royalties for all this as well. They shouldn't get a penny. I think I'd laugh because it's just... Uh, it's taken in the same way as the Jimmy Savile thing. It's very bad what's happened. It's very sad, but people just seem to laugh, laugh it off. So you wouldn't go and turn it off or, or demand that it was turned off? You, you just stand there and laugh for three minutes? Well, I wouldn't dance to it, that's a fact. Probably uh, not taking a notice of it, really. After what he's done? Well, it's only a song, isn't it? Well, I'd have a word with the DJ, whoever's in charge, and say, look, I don't really think this is suitable because of his background. Obviously, you know, he's, he's been put away for, for things which most people think are completely reprehensible, so... You know, we just say that. Very interesting, Justin. You got someone with you, have you? Yes, I've got Nadine here as well. No ladies on that piece there. Nadine, if you were at your uh, annual Christmas party and they were playing Gary Glitter, another rock and roll Christmas, be honest, what would you do? Protest. Because he's been convicted of the crime, I don't think he should have the right for his songs to be played anymore. Fair enough, if he hadn't been convicted, then it's, you know... Prove, um, innocent until proven guilty, but he's guilty of it. Ask, so. ask her about yep. Gloria by Laura Branigan. Do you like Laura Branigan, Gloria? Who's that? Okay. It, was, it was a pop song back in uh, the 90s. Sing it to her. Uh, Gloria, Gloria, da, 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 Gloria. Do you like that song? No, I don't really know it. Okay, bit, okay. Uh, no. okay, but if it was a Gary Glitter song at a Christmas party, you'd approach and say, right, get that song off now. Yeah. And if they didn't take it off, what would you do then? Um, Walk out, maybe? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I'd say something to the DJ at least, yeah. Okay, thank you, Nadine. Okay, Justin, thank you very much, Nadine. Justin, stay there. Angela's in St Albans. Angela, what would you do if you heard the Rock and Roll Christmas at uh, the party? I'd dance. I like that song. You see, Justin, it's, it's, it, we can distance ourselves enough from the, 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 the artist, can't we? Listen, I think it's a great song. I'm not, I'm not going to stand here right now and deny that it's a great song, but... But for me, it just wouldn't feel right. You're dancing away at Christmas. Christmas is supposed to be a, a really, really happy time. And you're dancing away to a record by a man who, quite simply, is, is not right and is evil. Well, how could you enjoy dancing to that? Angela? Well, if I ran a radio station, I wouldn't play him. I agree with you there. Yeah. I would not in any way, shape or form give a single penny to that man's pocket. And... If he was on fire, I'd chuck some petrol rather than pee on him. But, yeah, it's a song and it's done and it's not going to affect him in any way. Yeah. So, so he's not going to make like any it. more money Angela, from the party. Angela, if you've a few drinks, you, you might forget about what he's done. I'll never forget about what he's done. Angela, we've put about two quid in Jonathan King's pocket today. How do you feel about that? I think you're making a valid point, but I would rather... You threw it down his throat in two pences. Okay, I don't. I don't think that PRS allow us to to specify exactly how payments are made, Angela. But I take your point. Just then, can you say so? Just to clarify, and then play. I don't do a show about Adolf Hitler. You do it. No, you you do it. And just to clarify, I don't. No. So you say, and just to clarify, and then press that. I don't do a no. program about Adolf Hitler. Why? And that's just to clarify. Well, you have to say it again then. 
because I spoke over it. I don't listen to the podcast mm. um, because I'm far, far too busy hanging out with celebrities like Anthea I leave it Turner. all in. Oh. I leave it all in. You don't cut this bit out. Nope. You're supposed to cut the... It ra- takes time. It's called editing. Yes, but how much... you know how much editing I have to do because of you? I've been banging on about it's how like you... It's like working with a child. I've been banging on... I'm sorry about that. I, I told you I'll lock the door next time. I've been banging on about how you produce the podcast. And you don't, you don't. You just press record no, and play. I write the links and I attempt to edit. Right, so now say, just to clarify. Just to clarify. Drugs, prostitution... Stop it! We'll end the podcast. No! Just to clarify. I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler. What I love about that is he sounds he sounds really angry, doesn't he? <laughs> Justin, do you do a programme about Nazis? I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler. OK, all right. I was just asking him. We'll end the podcast with Melvin Bragg. Good morning, Ian. Now, Melvin, you norm- you? I'm very well, thank you. You normally only call up to pick us on a, on a tiny pedantic thing that we may or may not have got wrong. What is it today? Oh, I've got a, I've got a whole list. Ian, you, you, you really got to move on from that station. You're far too professional to be working there. It's appalling. I mean, if you look at... We'll start with Catherine coughing and spluttering all over the studio. Deary me. Spreading germs, being unprofessional and being rude. You've got young Kelly <clears throat> with the angelic voice who seems to giggle her way through. You know, she's still in denial over the um, character that she played in the it was Gretel. Last week. The, oh, uh, Melvin, officially, officially, you were wrong on that. It wasn't Gretchen, it was Gretel. She, she resorts to phoning in, pretending to be somebody else. And then on the sports, I mean, we had Basil last week. This week we had Martin Jong. Thankfully, you, you said the right word, Jong. On Tuesday morning, she said that St Albans had won an FA Trophy game and they would play the winner of the... Uh, Cambridge Berry game in the next round. Melvin, totally, ca- different, compi- Melvin, totally different competition. Melvin, Catherine would like to have a word with you. Melvin, this isn't really about our yeah. output, is it? Hello, hello, hello. hello. Catherine. Now, much as I respect your opinion, I think there's something else going on here, isn't there? Well, I just. Um, is I, this really I, about I, Gretchen? Hi, Dave. It's Kelly from Well, I just, I just love listening to Kelly's voice. I know you do, but all this criticism, I mean, even to Kelly, you did criticise her a tiny, tiny bit there, and I know you love her. Is it because you got Gretchen wrong? No, no, I still maintain I was correct. <laughs> but nobody else maintains that, Melvin. The oh, movie no. doesn't maintain that. We, we had oh, someone play a clip of the film. That's easy for you to say, Ian. <laughs> because I, it's true. I know I'm right on that one. Anyway... Moving on, you've really got to get on a more professional stage. <laughs> yeah. no, listen, nowhere else will have me, Melvin. Uh, I'm sure they would. And JVS is the same. Oh, go on. Can I, can I tell you a little one? He was on Radio 5 the other night. Oh, yes. Working till the early hours, and he was still back at 3CR the next morning. He's hardcore. And he came up with the funniest thing that I've ever heard. He said that one of his guests was an expert on sleep deprivation. And then he said, and you like this, okay. I just hope he manages to stay awake. How I laughed. Melvin, thank you very much indeed for that. Just for legal reasons, I have to say, he isn't the real Melvin Bragg. He's actually called Mike. But apparently the real Melvin Bragg is a big fan of the show and just for legal reasons, I have to say that's not true. That's a legal disclaimer. Mm-hmm. If they can't hear it, tough, slow it down. Um, that's it, that's your lot. Send me an email, tan 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 the internet, blah 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 blah, blah radio, easy for going.
Is that really it, or are you going to do it properly now? No. Make me. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio, and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 